Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, an online marketing educator, leader of an incredible global community of female entrepreneurs and a content creator based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is designed to bring you practical strategies and candid real stories of entrepreneurs to help you make marketing, mindset and money your superpowers. Let's get into the show. Today's guest on the show is someone who I've recently connected with and started learning as much as I possibly can from myself. Her name is Louise O'Reilly. With her unique self-expression, heart-centered rebelliousness, and clarity of her thought-provoking vision of what the world could be enjoying, it's no wonder that Louise is a coach, consultant, blogger, speaker, and online course creator. Louise is a one-one Nuna woman who focuses on cultural inclusion and diversity and anti-racism work for people who support equality of Aboriginal people and culture, who want to learn and take action but aren't sure what to do to be an active ally. Offering online courses, live trainings, coaching consultancy and speaking services in this field, Louise's dream is to stimulate co-creation of a more inclusive world where everyone feels free to be their authentic self while knowing that they are valued and that they belong. Louise's drive is her two children, her cheer squad is her husband, and her inspiration is the calling from deep within her soul. Louise's teaching and coaching style, as you'll hear in this episode, is so inclusive, compassionate, and supportive. LouiseO'Reilly.com.au is where you'll find her and where Louise blogs about Aboriginal human rights, inclusion and diversity creation, her culture and life from the perspective of a fair-skinned Aboriginal woman. And outside of business, Louise was freelance writing for Amnesty International, a Miss Nadoc Perth finalist, a radio host and is part of an Australian-first Aboriginal-led visionary 10-year project designed to create social change and reconciliation in Borloo, Perth. Now, I'm at the very, very beginning of my learning about how I can make my business more inclusive and how I can best voice the values I believe in and that I wish to show support of. I'm also at the very beginning of actually learning about Aboriginal culture and heritage. As you'll hear in this chat, Louise was so very patient with me and generous with me as I stumbled along and as I came to the conversation with really very little knowledge to bring to the table. So thank you, Louise, for holding the space as you did. I'm really, really grateful to Louise for sharing her time, her experiences and her knowledge and expertise with us. Now, Louise has very generously offered listeners of the show. So that is you, 20% off any of her courses or programs, by entering the coupon code The Emily Osmond Show at louise-oreilly.thinkific.com. Now, you'll find the link underneath this podcast in the show notes or head over to Louise's website, which is louiseoreilly.com.au or her Instagram, which is louise.oreilly.shieldandconch. And in fact, as you're listening, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram stories and tag Louise and myself so that we know that you listened. And 
go ahead and follow Louise. Soak up all the goodness, all the insights, knowledge, experiences, expertise that she shares. Okay, let's get into this really, really special episode with Louise O'Reilly. Well, Louise, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'd love you to introduce yourself. You've only kind of just entered my world and I can't get enough of what you were doing. So thank you for all this amazing work you were doing. What is it that you do and who are you? Who am I? Well, that is always a very interesting question. And don't we always change it depending on our audience (laughs) that we have? Um, So I will first of all begin with my name is Louise O'Reilly. But before I go any further than that, I would actually like to do an acknowledgement of country. I'm not sure where your listeners are listening from, but in Australia, it's becoming more and more common in the uh, Anglo-Australian world to give an acknowledgement of country. It is something that um, my people, the Aboriginal people, have done forever uh, pretty much because we are so connected into that land and into that deep respect of the different roles that we have in different places. So I would like to acknowledge the Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation as the traditional and ongoing custodians of the lands and waters on which I live on, I play on, I I raise my family on, I work on, and I would like to pay respects to the elders of this place as well. And I always feel a little bit emotional giving an acknowledgement because it's so deep and so special, but it is these amazing people and these ancestors who guide the community, who hold us, who lead the way, who protect us spiritually, who care for the land. Their role is so unbelievably important in this space and in all spaces across the landmass known as Australia. So, so much deep respect for them. I would also like to pay respects and acknowledge the custodians and the elders or whatever term is used in all the lands of all the listeners as well. And I would also like to extend my acknowledgement and respects also to all of your ancestors, regardless of what your heritage lines are as well, because we are all amazing. All cultures are beautiful. All cultures are amazing. And we are all in this together, no matter what Uh, we're talking about on our planet earth so that is my acknowledgement it doesn't have to be that that huge or that long um, but I really promote that appreciation respect for custodians of the place because they they help us in uh, ways we often don't see and a lot of the time it is quite spiritual as well in holding us in this space and making sure we're protected here and having meaningful ones as too is all part of that. And what I do is about inclusion and diversity. So I am a Warwa Noongar woman. Uh, so I am an Aboriginal identifying woman. Uh, my pronouns are she and her. And what that basically means, Warwa Noongar, is my, they're my countries, they're my people, that's my story. And so the land that I'm here on in Borloo, which is Perth, these are my people, these are my Noongar people. And I, I belong to a different language group. I belong to Baladong, Buja, which is country, and they're, they're my family there. And also in the Kimberleys of Western Australia, so the north of Western Australia, that's my great, 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 great grandmother's country. That makes up me. So most importantly, when you ask who am I, that is who I am. But they're not the only parts that make up me. I also have a Scandinavian heritage and I have a lower middle eight, 
Asian heritage and I have a Papuan heritage and I have an Irish heritage. So lots of things make up me, but something I talk about a lot is how you identify is the important thing. What you feel in your heart, I identify as an Aboriginal woman. That's what I feel in my heart and so that's what I express and that's how I show up in the world. Uh, so the kind of work that I do is I'm a cultural inclusion and diversity coach, course creator, mentor, community person, all, all that kind of stuff. So what I really try to do is to bring this awareness of how we can be more inclusive within ourselves, first and foremost, within our families, within our communities, and then globally as well, because it must start from within. Until you are completely inclusive and accepting of yourself, we can't start to create things in our worlds. And my vision for the world is to have one that is more inclusive, one where no matter who you are, however you show up in your, your realness, exactly who you are, that is perfect, that is right, that is loved, that is accepted, that is valued, that is respected. All that stuff, you don't have to change who you are to have that or belong or be accepted. You are who you are and that is absolutely perfect and that's exactly what I'm trying to share in the world. And when we have that complete love and acceptance of ourselves, we then can completely love and accept all the parts of everyone else. It's not about advancing certain groups of people beyond others. It's about having that equality, reaching that point. We're not at that point where we have that yet. So we, we're sitting in a space of equity for a little while until we get to that point where we're talking about equality. And this kind of work seems like you're looking at marginalised groups and it's kind of like the advancement of those marginalised groups. But in reality, when we are working to help any one of our members of our global community, we are all benefiting from that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly don't identify um, and I don't fit into the mould of what an ideal human is. You know, that person who is the most privileged person who has the most power in most of our Western world. I don't fit into that, not even in the slightest. And my children won't fit into that, and I'm not satisfied with that, and I feel that we should all be equal. I don't like the way the world is at the moment, and I'm trying to change it, and that's just it. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are out there creating and doing the business they're doing because they want to be creating the changes too. They're not satisfied with what they've been experiencing, so they're changing it too. A hundred percent. I attended your workshop just yesterday and I was saying to you, you know, I got so much out of it and I have so much to learn. And I loved how you spoke about firstly looking at as business owners, but as humans, you know, everyone understanding what our values are, like, what do we actually care about? What feels right to us? And that almost being the starting point of the way that we show up and share our message and, and talk about the things that are important to us and what we what we aren't okay with with what's happening with the world i would love if you could explain how we can practice that how we can understand our values and then based on our values and our own what what we believe to be right and what we believe to be wrong we can then share that and and have a voice 
and show respect and support for others. Yeah, absolutely. So understanding your values is kind of like the second part that I always teach everyone. The very first part to this allyship journey is, and I know people may may feel a little bit uncomfortable with the term ally, but ally just means supporter, supporter of another human, supporter of someone who requires additional support in order to have the same rights as other people people so it's a more gentle way of looking at what allyship is but the very first part is really looking at yourself and uh, looking at what your heritage is looking at what your culture in your home is what you're living the um, the systems that you're participating in looking at your heritage line and where you came from and with that celebrating it There are so many people who work with me who are Anglo-Australian or who don't belong to a lot of the marginalised groups they are wanting to be allies for and support. There's such a feeling of guilt and shame about events that have or situations that have led to this point where allyship is actually required. And so they're holding this with them and they, they feel grief and they feel the empathy of the loss and the trauma. But it's nobody's fault in this moment. Nobody created all that stuff to this point. And if you can celebrate all the good parts, all the rituals, all the ceremonies, all your traditions of your ancestry and acknowledge what has happened has happened, not be okay with it if they are not very nice to our fellow humans, but take the good parts and celebrate them because every culture is beautiful Uh, every every heritage line is amazing and none is better or worse than the other so if you can start from that point where you're celebrating where you came from in essence who you are because all of that has made up you and your story now and then we move into values and understanding where our values lie and each of us bring all of our own experiences all of our own stuff with us And so we prioritize our values differently. So it's really important to understand what are your top three to five values? And there'll be no doubt that in your business, those values will show up in your business too. Because they're extensions of you. Our businesses are always extensions of ourselves and us wanting to change the story of the world based on how we express our businesses. So there's so much stuff in that. And so if you know your priorities of your values for yourself and your business, you can then really link into it and go, okay, what are some things that are going, some social issues that are going on in the world that just really upset me or make me feel that it's just not okay and I'm just not all right with that? And how do they link in with your values? You know, these are things that don't require any events to actually happen to trigger them. These are things that are always part of you. Like um, it may be feminism, maybe something. No matter what happens, you're always uh, supporting feminist movements um, for us to move to equality or anything like that. When you have those values that come from within outwards that don't require that external motivation to happen, really uh, sit with them and then work out what is it about these that is so meaningful to me, that is so inherently linked with my soul. And then you can start to speak to those things. It's always dangerous waters when you have allies who are speaking up about everything and 
you often don't speak with conviction. You often um, don't know it in, in depth, so you can't really speak to it. And often you're quite removed from that situation as well. We want to support and be part of things that are linked with us. So, uh, for instance, there might be some social movement that's going on and you are some way personally affected by it, like you've experienced something similar, like you may have experienced exclusion in some form because of the way you've looked or because of how you identify or some way like that. So you actually have that personal experience of what that can feel like and then you can empathise with how that whole group of people feel because you've had certain instances where you've felt it and you've gone, oh, my gosh, that is so terrible and I don't want that to be felt by another human and so what am I going to do to change that? So that's really important to know what your values are and I say stick to your lane in the most loving way in terms of staying within your values because something that one of my elders teaches us about is that we are, it's a dream time story, that we are the carers of everything. But because we are the carers of everything doesn't mean we individually care for everything. If we stay in our own part and care about those specific things that are very important to us and then every other person does that, everything in the world is taken care of. Everyone is taken care for. But we have to know who we are on the inside and stick with our values and know the spaces we feel responsible or feel the honour of caring for. Thank you for sharing that because it, it just is like so helpful and such a huge part to actually take our time for me to take my time for all of us to take our time and actually like consider that and think about that too. And I'm sure in some ways as business owners, we are doing things that obviously they're in alignment with our values and we don't even think about it. And then there's other ways that we don't realize maybe that aren't in alignment with our values. So it's actually kind of reflecting on that and looking at it and analyzing that. And then as well, I I just love how you, you say that can kind of lead into the way that we then can speak up and the message that we share. And we're not speaking on behalf of other people, but we're sharing it from, you know, this is my experience and this is why I care about this. I love that you've brought up not speaking on behalf of and rather speaking from your personal um, experience because this is one of those mass, literally the biggest fear that my clients have is saying something that is wrong or saying something that causes offence or causes more harm to the people they want to be supporting. And you have so much potential in creating that um, that that harm or offence when you are speaking on behalf of a group that you do not identify with and you don't have that personal first-hand experience with. Uh, so something that I teach is, okay, let's look at how this actually feels with me, how these stories fit in with my story and my personal experiences and then make my choices based on what I experienced. So you um, you can always say, you know, I have listened to quite a lot of people from this marginalised group or from Aboriginal community who have said this, and this resonates deeply within me. And because it resonates deeply within me and it is my value, part of my value system and my personal philosophy to uh, speak up or do something about it whenever this is in jeopardy, 
I then choose to support this, this movement or I support these people. It's not these people said this, um, so I'm doing that. It's no, it's what your experience is. You have witnessed, you have learned, you have listened. And because of that learning and listening, this is what you have decided for you in terms of how you want to be showing up in the world. I think as well, the way that we can, and this is what I learned from you in your, in your recent masterclass, was about the way that we can amplify other people's voices. Would you like to touch on that in terms of, you know, the way that we can do that, that does make the most impact as well? Yeah, absolutely. So amplification of others' voices is like this beautiful buzzword stuff, but with buzzwords, quite often they're said a lot, but not many people know what they actually mean. How do you actually amplify someone's voice? And how you can do it is whenever you hear someone sharing a story, it might be a video, it might be through a written content or whatever medium it is shared, rather than you then using your own words and your own mouthpiece to share that story on again, you're actually sharing that direct thing that you had read or heard with your uh, networks. So they're actually speaking because people in marginalised groups who do need extra support to have those equal rights, at least on par with the rest of the community, don't need other people to speak up for them because everyone has a voice, everyone is sovereign, everyone is autonomous. What is required is the awareness to go out directly from those people. It's their voice, it's what they desire, it's their experiences, it's their solutions to the problems they are experiencing. And the people who always have the solutions or are the closest to solutions to social issues are the people who are actually experiencing them and not people who are onlookers. So amplifying their voices is so powerful and that way you are not only showing that you are a supporter or you're an ally but it also shows you value and respect them in their own voice and sharing it themselves so it's also about this culture of teaching our networks or our communities how to respect marginalized groups it's sharing the source isn't it rather that the source of that content rather than us taking it and then resharing it in our own voice. It's actually not, again, sharing on behalf. It's just sharing it. Yeah, just so sharing it. <laughs> I think Absolutely. it's so practical for us. And I, I know like a lot of my audience, it's their social media users, Instagram users. And, um, and I know that's going to be really, really helpful for when we're like, you know, we want to be sharing some of these great stories and resources and things that we believe in. And um, so it's so it's it's so very practical to know, you know, that that's a great way to do it. Just take that Instagram post and share it to your own stories and, and tag who who spoke about it as well. I loved the way and I hadn't really heard it before, but it really started to help me when you speak about gentle allyship, because sometimes <laughs> I know it's like, well, why don't you believe why don't you agree with me? this is the way that you should think. Why don't you think like this? And it's like indignant and frustrated. 
And um, you made me, you kind of just gave me a bit of a slap across the face. And I'm like, okay, I hear you. Um, that's what I've been going wrong. That's where I've been going wrong. Could you explain that notion of gentle allyship and what it's what the opposite of it is, which I think I'm guilty of. And I think many people <laughs> have, um, have tried that way and it hasn't really worked. Gentle allyship is a, a t- term that I kind of came up with because a lot of people, I, I was doing a lot of this work and people kept saying, it's so gentle the way you do it. It's, it's gentle the way you talk about these really big, um, seemingly horrendous social issues that we're experiencing, not only in Australia, but across the world. And um, it's beautiful how gentle it is. And I was like, you know what? It is gentle and it is a gentle form of allyship. It's not that kind of allyship where it has to be, um, you know, born from deep raging anger or um, you don't have to be big, loud and bold to make a difference in the world. It doesn't have to be screaming or yelling. It doesn't have to be destroying things. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You know, not that there's any judgment on doing it any other way, but a way that I like to do it and a way that a lot of my clients prefer it is that gentle way where it's not that big and loud. It's more of just having conversations. You talked a little bit about saying, you know, why don't you agree with me? I don't understand. I'm giving you all this information. Why can't why can't you see that this is not okay, this thing that's happening? And that's when we're stepping in this space of self-righteousness mm-hmm. where we have this total belief that the thing that we feel and know and express is right and it's the only way. And the truth of it is who knows what's right and what's wrong? We don't know. And who is to decide that? What person decides that? And that's that whole part of buying into having that person who is the most privileged person. That's not the case. We're equal. So our opinions are equally valid. And we come to it with all of our own experiences that have led up to that process of coming to that final decision of what we think. So I teach it more about a space of neutrality. You're moving out of righteousness and sitting in a space of neutrality where it doesn't matter if anyone else agrees with you or not. You can speak your truth that aligns with you and your soul. And regardless of if other people agree with that, it doesn't make a difference because one person makes a difference in your world and that is you. So it's up to you to decide how you want to live, how you want to express yourself, the actions that you want to take. And if that inspires other people to take action too, that's amazing. And that's what I call ripples of inclusion. That's what we create. When we just live in our own alignment with our values and we live and act in a way that's in accordance with that, that inspires other people. There is no pressure on them to perform or act and then they know that you don't have any expectations of them to do anything. It's a completely beautiful, sovereign, autonomous decision within themselves to go, you know what, what that person's doing, I align with that. It, it seems good. And I've had no pressure to do exactly what they're doing either, but they seem pretty happy and they're, they're doing stuff in the world that's meaningful without feeling like they have to push it on anyone. I want to do that too. And so it creates this beautiful ripple effect and it's like a butterfly effect. And I love the fact that butterfly effect um, links in so good with 
the work that I'm doing because my dreaming here is bindi bindi dreaming, which is butterfly dreaming. So it links so greatly in with my culture. It links in with how we have personal impacts and influence in the world. And as business owners, we have a lot of influence. We, uh, we have followers, we have clients, we have all that kind of stuff. And we have the ability to make a stand on certain things uh, and speak up about certain things that no longer align with our businesses. And this is a massive transformation for lots of businesses. So I talk a little bit about businesses transforming from a 2D business to a 3D business, which, you know, two-dimensional businesses like, well, this is who I am and this is what I sell. When you start speaking up based on your values and saying, I'm not putting up with anything that doesn't align with my business values or my or my personal values, that's just an absolute no, then you transform your business into a three-dimensional business, which is this is who I am, this is what I sell, and this is what I stand for. And when you add that third dimension to your business, this is when you can really start to grow your business. There, and it's not just um, it's not just allyship as an island. Allyship connects to everything else. So when you add this other dimension to your business, your business benefits greatly. It niches you down to those people who align with your values. You want to be doing business with people who align to your values and it what it does, what I, I like to say, weeds out people who don't align with that. If people don't align with your values, why would you want them in your presence? Why would you want them doing business with you? Now, this doesn't decrease the amount of customers or clients you take in. It actually increases them because more and more now we are having more conscious buyers and clients who are not really hugely interested in price and things like that. That's not the defining factor. It is, okay, what is this person? Who who are they? What are their pricings like? What do they offer? But what do they stand for? And if there is something in there to go, what do they stand for? Regardless of the price and other things, they go, well, that that aligns with me and I support those values and I support that vision. So I'm going to do business with them regardless of anything else. And what that does is it builds community for your business. It creates loyalty, customer loyalty, because they will keep coming back from you. And even if they're not buying from you, they will become advocates for you because they support your vision for changing the world too. They support that vision so much that they want it themselves. They will go and advocate on your behalf without any incentive at all. They will just share away and tell everyone about your business. And not only that, when you're starting to build your teams, you can move away from having culture fits, which is something else I talk about a lot with my clients, is moving away from a culture fit and moving into a value fit. Because when you're talking about being on team members who fit the culture, what you're basically saying is you want sameness with who you are. Yeah, you want sameness with the culture, the way you do things, the way you think about things. But if you move over to a value fit and really focus on your values that means you can have complete diversity in the people who come to your business but you all have the same value system and that brings new ideas from different backgrounds and different experiences and that's where innovative business happens this is where you know you think about some of those most amazing companies and like oh they're doing things so different what is going on
because they have genuine diversity in their businesses, but they ha- are all linked to the same value and vision for their business. And because they have so much diversity, they can come up with new ideas that people who all belong to the same culture would never come up with because we can't think outside of the paradigms of our culture that we've created. But when you're adding people who fit into different cultures, oh my goodness, the amazingness you can create in your business is just phenomenal. It's unbelievable. And that also increases your team retention. So people will stay on longer. It also increases the loyalty to your business. It also increases the community in your business within your team because you all want to be creating and co-creating the same impacts in the world. So it's just there's so much benefit to business being mindfully inclusive and when you're creating that inclusive spaces, it then brings in that diversity, that genuine diversity where people are valued, loved, respected, um, you know, all the good stuff. It's so exciting and it's so much deeper to think of our businesses that way because we do have so much our own space of influence as business owners and our own vehicles of change with our businesses. And for us to actually look at our businesses in that way, it's not just about what it is that we sell, but it's what we stand for. And I really believe that those that do not consider that and act with that are kind of going to get left behind because like you've said, people want to know that they're buying from companies and people and businesses that align with their own values. Um, so I just think, oh my gosh, it's it's critical. It really is. It really is. I'm excited to learn from you going forward. I'm doing your course. Would you like to share what, what that one is and or where everyone can go, Louise? Because thank you so much for taking this time. I so, so appreciate it. Where can everyone go if they would like to connect with you and and work with you? Well, that is, I'm I'm terrible with links and stuff. So forgive me if I don't know. I have a million links. (laughs) But the course that um, Emily is talking about is I have a four-week program, coaching program coming up, and it is specifically for businesses. And we go all the way from the very start and looking at how you create yourself into that 3D business. It's the inner work. That's required. There's, there is inner work that is required. There is uh, really digging deep on what your values are. It's about looking at the causes that you support and how you can actually make a real impact through your business to speak up about these different things and transforming into that 3D business. But not only that, it's about how you can do this while being on brand. Because something that I see quite a lot is when businesses feel Uh, like they want to speak up about something and it comes as such a shock to their audience that they lose a lot of their audience because they've suddenly done something so unpredictable (laughs) put my hand up I've done their followers like what are you talking about where does this come from who are you I don't even feel like I know you anymore so it's how do we speak about these things that are so important to us and create this vision for us in this trickle effect that aligns with our brand, aligns with our brand voice, aligns with our brand words. And so it's just like a seamless weaving 
of this allyship through your business. It totally makes sense. And then your people who are following you are like, oh, of course that makes sense that you're talking about that because these are your values and these are things. So it's like, oh, I love you even more now because now you have talked about this and you have said it. And then people really associate speaking up about things that don't directly affect them. They link it with courage. And so it's not necessarily a way that I would want the world to be. I would like to think that everyone speaks up about things that are not going okay and supporting other humans. But in the day and space that we're in now, that is seen as a courageous thing and that benefits your business because then people go, you know, there is this business owner, she's doing amazing stuff or that person is doing amazing stuff and I love their, their products or services, but they all, they also talk about all this human rights stuff or this particular cause that is really important to me and they make sure it's more than just the business. It's about creating a new community together or creating a new world together and just not putting up with what we have, not putting up with the status quo, not being okay with that and actually just speaking up about that. We're rewarded so much for our silence on a lot of these things and a lot of the time people who are allies or people who protest anything are really put in negative lights. But in reality, what is wrong with making a stand when you think something isn't okay? And and the thing is, Louise, it's seen and felt to be safer to be silent. Yeah, it absolutely is. In in our culture in Australia, I think as well, it's certainly the case. And I'm sure in many others too, but um, yeah. But with it also, when you start speaking your truth and knowing exactly who you are and going, look, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm going to speak up about it. The liberty, the liberation you feel within yourself, the freedom you feel within yourself, and not worrying about the judgments of others. It's, look, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. You can like me or not like me. Either way is okay. But I cannot go on accepting this in silence. And that's the kind of stuff that I teach. So it's a four-week program and I do four modules in it which are accompanied with a workbook and it's just like a a really gentle way of moving through that process of, of digging deeper into yourself and into your business and stuff like that. Then it moves into a planning session as well. So it's not just about, look, intentions are so beautiful. Having beautiful intentions to love and cherish people or or speak up on behalf of people is beautiful. It really is. But intentions don't change the world. The actions actually change the world. The intentions there, and when you get into alignment with yourself, that means you're then in the receiving mode to receive those downloads of thoughts or inspired, um, inspired ideas for the actions you take. So having the intentions and making sure your energy is aligned with you and you're sitting with what or what values are aligned with you is one part of it. The next part is the receiving. You have to be open to receiving those inspired action ideas. And then the third part is actually taking the action. It's all that. And so then we work through that planning session and we work out 
what are you receiving? What actions are you actually going to take? It's not just this thing where you're just learning and taking stuff in, which is a lot of the courses around inclusion by diversity is just about learning. And then people walk away going, well, what do I do from here? It's like in marketing, you got to learn it, but then you got to take action and implement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's about the action-based stuff. You walk away with the actual plan of what you're going to do. Once a week, I do a live coaching call as well. So you'll do the module, work on the workbook, sit with that for a little while, see what comes to you. And then we'll have an hour live coaching session where you can ask the questions, where we can dig a bit deeper or we can get clarification where you need it. So yeah, that's pretty much the course. I'm really, really excited about doing it. Yay! Well, I I can't wait to do it. Um, I'll put I'll put the links to where everyone can find you, Louise. Your website. They can find out how to take the course, to work with you, to do coaching, um, and all that type of thing. Anything else that you wanted to to say that I that I haven't asked you before we wrap up? Yes, something has just come to me that I want to talk talk about. There's a big cultural difference between Aboriginal people and um, non-Aboriginal people in Australia Uh, and it is this concept of how we identify ourselves. So something that we do when when I'm with my people is that we say their names and then we talk about what's our country and we talk about how we're connected, like what's our relations, what's our family names connected to because it's not about the things that we do in the world. It's not our job titles that we do in the world. It is how we are directly connected to each other that makes a difference. So when I'm talking to another person, I can say, oh, my name's Louise O'Reilly. I'm a Noongar Wadawa woman, and these are my family linkages. And then the other person goes, oh, yes, I, I know your your nana or I'm, rela- or I'm your uncle or I know them through them. And then so that way you're building such a deeper connection because you start to love and trust that person because you know how they are directly connected to you in some way. And then there is that importance, there is that valuing of that person. It's not one of those things where you go, my name's Louise O'Reilly and I'm a inclusion and diversity coach. And then people will go, okay, well, that means nothing to me. I'm in no way connected to that at all. And we're all connected in some way. I need to um, do some work on that. It's beautiful. And if you don't know it, it's okay because we can always connect in other ways too. It's not this idea that you identify with a certain group of people and that's the only community you belong to. We belong to many, many communities. We belong to a community. So I belong to a community of um, Aboriginal people. I also belong to a community uh, where I am a business owner. I also connect to a community where I'm only online. I also connect to a community where I have children. I also, so we belong to lots of different communities. We don't just have one identity. And so if we can look beyond that very surface level version of identity and look at okay well how do we how do we connect in other ways because you know we have lots of commonalities in our cultures we have language we have food we have things that we feel are virtuous or right or wrong and so we can connect in so many different ways i actually had um i was at a community conference and there were two men in our group and we were introducing each other and they had worked together for uh, 20 or 30 years, something like that. 
And I was talking about, you know, my, my family and the places I had lived and things like that. And they had realised that they had actually lived in the same town in a different country and that's where one of their families were and they actually were very close in proximity and stuff like that. They had been working for that long and they had never known their connection on that level. And you can just do things like, you know, I love bread. Who else <laughs> loves bread? Like, I love bread. What bread's your favourite? I love a bit you know. of sourdough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love sourdough too. I'm totally in that community. And so we can look at how we can uh, support community building within spaces like our Facebook groups or our Instagram feeds, whatever you call it. I'm so new to Instagram. <laughs> um, you got it right, you Instagram it? feed. <laughs> you can create community that's not based on ethnicity or race or things like that, things that we can connect on on different ways. And that's how we can connect with each other and that's what builds community because we're not, even though we don't identify in the same way in terms of our ethnicity, we connect in so many different ways or we connect in our value systems or we connect because we love pizza. You know, it's so much more than just that surface stuff. Thank you so much, Louise. It's been just uh, so, so wonderful to chat with you. I'm very much at the start of all my learning. So thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> oh, not at all. Such a pleasure. I'm so, I feel so grateful and so blessed uh, to have you come into my world as, as well as anyone who comes in. And I, I, my heart is always just so filled with gratitude and appreciation and you know it's a little bit like heartwarming moments when I have people come into my Facebook community which is a free community by the way it's um inclusion and diversity creators community and you can just come in there and we all have that vision that we want to create a beautiful world and that makes me feel like oh my gosh people want to create this people want this for themselves they want them for their families they want it for everything else and you know I started this business because I went through so much trauma with my identity and people putting me into boxes and people being really discriminatory towards me and experiencing daily racism lots of different things so I struggled so much I felt so much pain so much disconnection so much confusion about myself and my existence whether I'm uh, whether I belong in this country, whether I belong in the world, whether I even belong in the human race kind of thing. So much of that went through me and then I had my babies and I just thought, oh, my gosh, like I, I kind of just got through it. It was really painful, but I just got through it myself. And then I was thinking, now I'm birthing these two beautiful humans into the world. And I don't want them to experience what I've experienced. Yeah. The world needs to be different and I need to change that. And I can be one person, but I can change the world. I can change it for my babies so that they don't have to experience that trauma I did. And that is the thing. It's, it's also like what, you know, am I okay with what I'm doing and what I'm not doing? And when my kids are like, hey, mom, like, what did you do about this? You know? Am I going to be okay with what I did? Yeah, absolutely. And the power is always in the moment. And you can never be wrong if 
you were wanting to support another human being in some way. How can that ever be wrong? <sighs> Louise, you're so generous with your time. Thank you. Can I, can I ask you uh, to help me with something? When you're speaking with your people and a conversation ends, is there anything that you do to, to end it that you could share or that you would like me to do? It's usually cuddles, honestly. Oh, it's usually okay. like <laughs> it's usually going around hugging everyone. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, can so I give a, you a, a virtual? Lovely, lovely yeah, <laughs> hug to everyone out there. Hug to you. It's so beautiful. Everything is perfect and in divine timing. And this is this is part of my culture as well. And and lots of people who are on that that very spiritual path are are feeling that too. That. You just follow where your joy is. You follow that happiness because what is time? All there is is now. That's all we ever have. And so if we are constantly doing things that bring us happiness and joy and we are doing things that feel right for us and in alignment for us, that's all there is. There is nothing more to that. We live in a vibrational world. And if we constantly are sitting in those high vibrations, we are going to be creating and rippling out those high vibrations to the world too. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm so looking forward to chatting again soon, mm -hmm. learning from you, and um, I'll be yeah sharing sharing all the links to all the things that you do. And just thank you so much for, for giving us your time. I know that this has helped me. <laughs> I'd like to leave you with two words if I can. Yes, please. So the first word is Dani. So this is a Noongar word and it means tongue listening. And it is what you do when you're deep listening to someone, where you are taking in their full essence of who they are, what they are saying, and you're sitting with it with inside you and contemplating everything that they are saying and everything they're being without the need to feel the silence, without the need to respond or create, have a response waiting. That is what I encourage listeners to be doing to these marginalised groups is just to sit in that space of Dani where it's just deep listening and contemplation within self and seeing how that feels within them without wanting to respond in any way. There's no need to do that, just taking in the essence. So that's a beautiful a beautiful practice we do and because we always do circle. We always do circle. So deep listening and listening to others and witnessing others is something that's so deep in our culture. But the other word that I want to leave you with is borda, which is something we say when we're saying um, it's like a goodbye greeting, but there's no such word as goodbye. Borda means soon. So it's soon well border louise border <laughs> lovely thank you so much for listening everyone i hope you've had um a blast and please feel free to contact me if you wish to thank you so much uh, emily for the invitation it has been um so amazing i just feel really light and all these beautiful feelings i can't even put a word to it i feel these beautiful feelings so thank you so much butterflies <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs>